Hey everybody, and welcome to The Good Vibe Nurse. We are your hosts, Mika and Jessica. The Good Vibe Nurse is here to shed light on the reality of what it's like to be a healthcare worker and frontline responder in the world today. We're here to speak the truth about the standard of care, revealing the good, the bad, and the ugly. Be prepared to have your mind blown. We will provide you with a handful of tangible and practical tools to reduce your stress, create balance, and find joy in your life again. Jessica and I will share our real-life experiences as caregivers and dive into the unhealthy mechanisms we lean on. We will share our stories about breaking free from addiction, toxic relationships, jobs, emotional addiction patterns, and the programming that once dictated our every move. We will give you the tools to start making conscious decisions, reduce anxiety and stress, and live in the moment, making the best life for yourself. If you need a place to let your guard down, feel safe, free from judgment, criticism, and shame, this is where you want to be. Hey, y'all. What episode is this again? Episode eight. Episode number eight. Hell yeah. We are so excited to be here. This is awesome. We were just talking about earlier how pumped we are about this one, the law of attraction, and also just how excited we are to have all these listeners, all these people following us. And goodness, over 480 downloads as of an hour ago. That is massive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All we want to do is be of service and provide value and the word of mouth sharing and people taking the time to show up and listen and maybe have some curiosity about their lives. It, it matters and it helps motivate us. Oh my gosh, so much. This And this is what we're going to talk about today, the law of attraction and Mm -hmm. how we've kind of brought this into our reality because... Hell yes, we did. Yeah, we did because you are the creator of your reality. So with that being said, I want to go over a little few little reminders about last week. We talked about um, fear, anxiety, and the two-minute rule and spoke with Julie Ryan about that and Just a couple things reminding you that every thought has its own frequency. Much like how a radio station broadcasts on a specific megahertz, our thoughts broadcast at a certain frequency as well. Thoughts feel neutral, good, or bad. When we feel neutral or good about something, we're in alignment with our spirit, which is pure love. And in that alignment, that's when we can bring in the things that we want. When we experience thoughts that feel bad, they're based in fear and our emotions let us know. Our emotions let us know. Remember that. That's the key word here. This is what we're going to come back to, talking about how our emotions are our number one barometer, our number one feeler. They let us know that we're out of alignment with spirit. And when we're out of alignment, we're not bringing in the things that we want to. Bad feeling thoughts are either rational fears or like something that will kill you and you need to get up and move or irrational fears. And 99% of our fears are irrational fears. Crazy. Mm. We've all experienced having that negative thought that leads to another negative thought that leads to another one and more unpleasant thoughts that eventually make us feel awful. When we have an unpleasant thought, we can ask, is it going to kill me in the next two minutes? And this is a good way to put a stop to that frequency and disrupt it so that we can change the channel. As soon as you use that two minute rule, you disconnect from the unpleasant thought frequency and raise your vibrational level and get back into alignment and immediately feel better. Curiosity is based in love. When we're curious, it's fun, we're interested and we wanna know more. So going back to that, talking about 
you know me and I like to talk about the programming. All right, going back to how we get into that cycle of fear and anxiety and out of alignment from ourselves, we've never been satisfied with someone else telling us what to do. Think about it. Think about the child that you tell them to pick up their toys or do something this way or do, you know, I need you to do this a certain way and they want to do it their own way. And over time, the beliefs of others and the programming gets embedded in us and we surrender, forgetting what it's like to follow our own innate guidance and our own intuition. So we get further and further away from that. And like I said, our emotions like fear, anxiety, anger take over and they create this cycle in our lives and this emotional addiction pattern. And when that becomes your main emotion and your main pattern in your life, you're going to draw in more of that. So a while ago, I took this course called Break Method. It's a school of sustainable self-mastery. It's a kind of like a structured personal inquiry course where you go into your belief systems, the top five people you hang around, Mm -hmm. and you start to pick it apart. And with that, I was able to look at my core wounds. You know, it said you got to feel it to heal it. And I had to bring awareness to why my reality kept coming to this place of abandonment. Everyone always abandons me. And my core wound, that first zap of pain, was the first emotion I felt. And remember, I'm telling you, these emotions are our barometer. So if we continue to feel bad, we're going to bring more bad feelings in. Mm-hmm. So that core wound of abandonment or for some people rejection those are some of the main ones then brought in the protective mechanism that second emotion of anxiety for me it was anxiety felt productive in the moment but really it was coming from a place of fear and then after so long when that stimulus continues and you just can't avoid it anymore when the child realizes that they can't control their environment that third emotion comes in the fuck it emotion. And that for me was anger, rebellious, talking back, going against the grain, which I still do. (laughs) I like to challenge, but in a healthy way now. Whereas before in my whole childhood, I was very angry. I was very rebellious. I, I wanted attention. I needed, but I was getting lack because I was not putting out good vibes. I was putting out anger and frustration. One of the most common cycles is fear, anxiety, and anger. Fear, anxiety, and anger. And I kept repeating this cycle and repeating this cycle and not even knowing it because it was my programming, which pushed people away. It was the fear of abandonment of a job, abandonment of my family, abandonment of work, abandonment of a project. Whatever it was, I was bringing it back into my reality. And this is where we're talking about the law of attraction. It can be good, but it can also be bad if we're focusing on negative or lack, or if we're unconsciously stuck in an emotional addiction cycle. Yeah, so, absolutely. So now what I want to share with you guys is one of the chapters from Ask and It Is Given, The Law of Attraction by Esther and Jerry Hicks. This is awesome. And I think you guys will really get a lot out of it. He really paints the picture and gives a practical way of understanding the law of attraction. So this is about five minutes. I want you guys to really drop in and be present and just try and take it all in. Listen. Chapter six, the law of attraction, the most powerful law in the universe. Every thought vibrates. Every thought radiates a signal. 
and every thought attracts a matching signal back. We call that process the law of attraction. The law of attraction says that which is likened to itself is drawn. And so you might see the powerful law of attraction as a sort of universal manager that sees to it that all thoughts that match one another line up. You understand this principle when you turn on your radio and deliberately tune your receiver to match a signal from a broadcasting tower. You do not expect to hear music that's being broadcast on the radio frequency of 101 FM to be received on your tuner when it's set at 98.6 FM. You understand that radio vibrational frequencies must match, and the law of attraction agrees with you. So, as your experience causes you to launch vibrational rockets of desires, you must then find ways of holding yourself consistently in vibrational harmony with those desires in order to receive their manifestation. To what are you giving your attention? Whatever you're giving your attention to causes you to emit a vibration, and the vibrations that you offer equal your asking, which equals your point of attraction. If there's something you desire that you currently do not have, you need only to put your attention upon it, and by the law of attraction, it will come to you. For as you think about this thing or experience that you desire, you offer a vibration, and then, by law, that very thing or experience must come to you. However, if there's something that you desire that you currently do not have, and you put your attention upon your current state of not having it, then law of attraction will continue to match that not having it vibration. So you will continue to not have that which you desire. It is law. How can I know what I'm attracting? The key to bringing something into your experience that you desire is to achieve vibrational harmony with what you desire. And the easiest way for you to achieve vibrational harmony with it is to imagine having it. Pretend that it's already in your experience. Flow your thoughts toward the enjoyment of the experience, and as you practice those thoughts and begin to consistently offer that vibration, you will then be in the place of allowing that into your experience. Now, by paying attention to the way you feel, you can easily know if you're giving your attention to your desire or if you're giving your attention to the absence of your desire. When your thoughts are a vibrational match to your desire, you feel good. Your emotional range would be from contentment to expectation to eagerness to joy. But if you're giving your attention to the lack or absence of your desire, your emotions would range from feelings of pessimism to worry to discouragement to anger to insecurity to depression. And so, as you become consciously aware of your emotions, you will always know how you're doing with the allowing part of your creative process. And you will never again misunderstand why things are turning out the way they are. Your emotions provide a wonderful guidance system for you, and if you'll pay attention to them, you'll be able to guide yourself to anything that you desire. You get what you think about, whether you want it or not. By the powerful universal law of attraction, you draw to you the essence of whatever you are predominantly thinking about. So if you're predominantly thinking about the things that you desire, your life experience reflects those things. And in the same way, if you're predominantly thinking about what you do not want, your life experience reflects those things. Whatever you're thinking about is like planning a future event. When you're appreciating, you're planning. When you are worrying, you're planning. Worrying is using your imagination to create something you do not want. Every thought, every idea, every being, everything is vibrational. So when you focus your attention on something, even for a short period of time, the vibration of your being begins to reflect the vibration of that which you're giving your attention to. The more you think about it, the more you vibrate like it. The more you vibrate like it, 
the more of that which is like it is attracted to you. That trend and attraction will continue to increase until a different vibration is offered by you. And when a different vibration is offered, things that match that vibration are then drawn to you, by you. When you understand the law of attraction, you're never surprised by what occurs in your experience, for you understand that you have invited every bit of it in through your own thought process. Nothing can occur in your life experience without your invitation of it through your thought. Because there are no exceptions to the powerful law of attraction, a thorough understanding of it is easy to achieve. And once you understand that you get what you think about, and equally important, when you are aware of what you are thinking, then you are in the position to exercise absolute control of your own experience. So that's pretty powerful. Oh, so much so. Yeah, it resonates today just as much as it did the first time I listened to it. I know. And for those of you who are kind of like, what's this vibrational shit? I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm just going to remind you, like, this shit is real. And it's not just the universal energy. It's the energy. It's the vibrations. I'm talking about the CIA used this process. The gateway process which the CIA designed a training system used to teach a person how to channel the energy waves that comprise their consciousness towards a specific purpose. This process is based on the theory that if a person can focus enough to bring coherence to the frequencies and amplitudes of their left brain waves and right brain waves, then they have the potential and the ability to move their consciousness beyond their body and to the external universe. Check yeah. it out. Yeah. It's, I mean, this is stuff our government is using. Mm-hmm. Been using for decades. Yeah. You've known about it. So like you said, everything is energy. The energy forms different particles of matter. And these particles of matter then combine in innumerable formations to create everything in the universe around us. As the particles creating the matter are combined, the energy created changes that frequency vibration. We know that. We can measure that. It means that the phone in your hand, the car you drive, the house you live in, they're all made up of the same subatomic particles arranged in a specific way, and each subatomic particle is composed of the same thing, energy. Everything is vibration, wealth, poverty, health, illness, love, loneliness. It's all vibration. It's all you know, what thought we're having, what words they're creating our feelings and our emotions and our feelings are in turn completely dictating our vibrational frequency. I mean, it's so important to realize that this is real. Like he said, let's take a radio station. We know how a radio station works, but you can't see those frequencies in the air, can you? But you trust that when you hit on your radio, your music is going to come through on whatever frequency you choose. Now you're not going to get onto an AM radio station and expect to hear 100.1 FM. This is all the, the that very same idea, that same concept. It's there. It works very similar. We just got to be aware of it. Let's do a little exercise with this awareness. Okay. So I want you to kind of drop in. If you can, if you're not driving, <laughs> close your eyes and feel into a moment in your life when you felt so much joy, love, excitement, whatever it is. You got a new house, you found out you were pregnant, you're getting married, all those good feelings that you feel. Can you feel that? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. feel that and feel what those vibrations feel like. Tune into that frequency. 
feel that. That's a high vibration. That's a good feeling. That's a good vibration. And that feeling brings more like vibrations. Okay, now I want you to take a second and feel into something that really made you upset, either really sad, angry, frustrated, something that really brought you down. Oh, my whole body changed. It did. And it's dense and it's yes. tight and it's stuck, like you said. And that is it's exactly a how it low feels. vibration. And in that place, you will attract more low vibrations. But now I just want you to see these as with non-judgment, right? You're seeing the happy, positive vibrations, how it feels in your body. And you see that negative, angry, upset, sad vibration and how it feels in your body. Okay, this is what we want to teach you. We want to teach you to recognize those feelings because we've gotten those shut down for so long, especially in our line of work. We are taught not really to feel it and just to move through it because we don't have the time to do it. And we are taught negative ways to kind of handle it. So I just want you to see those emotions without any judgment so you can start to recognize how they feel in your body so that we go through this law of attraction thing you can start to see when your body's out of alignment and bring it back into alignment, putting forth the joy, the love, the happiness, the excitement. And this is how we start to attract those things. Yeah, I really like that you did this. It really drives home that it's all connected to feelings like we've been saying since the beginning. And law of attraction, it's not just for big things. It's not just for manifesting the car of your dreams, the career of your dreams, the wealth of your dreams. It's also the small things, like we're saying, you bring up, you know, the emotion, um, gosh, this exercise really put me in it. It was a really good one. So when I was really, really depressed and I was really, I was in that dark bathroom and I've talked to you before, like, I didn't even want my kids knocking on my bedroom door. All I could think about was, oh man, I can't wait till they're grown. So they don't knock on my bedroom door anymore. And I started reading about the law of attraction and Gosh, you know, a career of wealth was way beyond anything in my capacity at that time. But what I could do is I could imagine what it would feel like to be the mom I wanted to be, the mom that when my kids knock on the door, I can answer the door and I can hug them and I can be okay that I'm present with them. Mm-hmm. And on the opposite side of that, the, those negative feelings, um, you know, was a lot of shame in there. So I was sitting in shame. I was sitting in depression And I started practicing, okay, well, how would it feel Mm -hmm. if I was okay to answer the door? How would it feel if I could just do this one small thing for me and my kids? After a while, I didn't have to keep imagining the feeling because one day I just opened the door Mm -hmm. and there I was again with them. And I was okay in that place. I didn't have to go back and I didn't have to practice that one small thing anymore because I did it. Mm -hmm. I did it. I, I used the law of attraction to chase a feeling to bring that feeling to me rather both actually maybe both to put action going after that feeling and allow it to come to me and it was so great that day it was so great I know I get all emotional when I talk about it because it seems like a small moment but it was massive in my life no and it was the law of attraction I love that and it's so important I'm so glad you're talking about that I definitely had a time travel moment on that Mm -hmm. and or shocked out a little bit just thinking about 
you know, in the beginning of my journey and my healing, how hard it was to start feeling my emotions again. I had done so much to push them down, to numb them, to cover them up, to not feel, and to find out that that's the most important thing we can do. Yeah. Yeah. And to use our body as a barometer to yeah. understand what's going on, to see what's in alignment and what's not. And then having to start to regulate those emotions again, yeah. because I wasn't able to do that at first. Like, it was hard for me. I wanted to be alone. I wanted to understand my thoughts. I could, it was sometimes being around the kids or being around my husband or being around too many people. It it didn't feel good at the time. And so I pushed people out, like you said, but little bit at a time, I started to recognize the positive things that I had, the people around me, the family that I had, the support that I had, the space that my husband was giving me and to in order to heal. And mm-hmm. I was able to shift from this negative mindset of why is everybody bothering me to yeah. I have people who care about me. Mm-hmm. And these people kept showing up and showing up and I was able to see all the love, affection and safe space that I had available for me because of that. And it shifted everything. And as we sit here in my new home, you know, (laughs) like gorgeous, gorgeous home and property. Listening to the damn rooster in the background. My ADD is on point. All I can hear is the freaking rooster (laughs) crowing. But it just makes me think about like how after all this time like we manifested this home like this is the show of the law of attraction at work like I was at a place that I was happy and content with what I had but when we started looking for this other property with acreage and um, space I could picture this retreat center I could picture my kids running around with a pool and on their four-wheelers and the farm and the chickens and I started to sit with that and um, meditate and be mindful and bring in those positive vibrations those good feelings about what it would feel like to be in that space but also being in that space with my children at that time mm-hmm. without it one thing after another fell into place exactly how it was supposed to quick story like everything happens for a reason as it should the realtor got locked out of her car so she couldn't make it on time so we ended up meeting the owner of the house the owner of the house then asked us like a little bit more about our life we got to tell her more about what we wanted from this property why we wanted to move out east and get some land and yada yada and she sold it to us for like almost 150000 less than what she was asking. And I said, I remember saying to my realtor, I hope she likes people more than she likes money because we're going to lowball her, but we really like this house. Like it checks all the boxes and I'm really excited. Oh, she did. You touched base with the emotion of what you wanted to manifest and she resonated with that yeah. clearly. Yeah. Yeah. And like attracts like. And yes. it, it was, it, I mean, still to this day, I'm like, pinch me. Oh, it's so amazing what you've done. I don't, if you haven't seen Mika's place, she ha- is, this is the future home of her Three Hearts Retreat. And it is gorgeous. I love coming out here. And I'm so happy for you that you were able to manifest this. You know, that you worked through that. That you were this until it became this for you. But like you said, it starts small. Yes, it because does. The point from where we are to where we want to be, that liminal space can be uncomfortable, but 
learning to surrender and know that everything happens as it should Mm -hmm. which leads us to the next thing even though things are uncomfortable there's contrast there's pain Mm -hmm. that contrast and pain brings forth growth brings forth questioning brings forth us moving in a new positive direction even if you're moving away from what you don't like that's why contrast is important um and you know you mentioned that it's uncomfortable in the middle there it is it really is so when I was imagining when I was sitting in silence meditating and imagining what it would be like if I was the mom I wanted to be if I could just open that fucking door and be a mom really there was I was having that I was meditating I was doing that but then when I came out of that meditation this horrible shame mom spiral would Mm. start you know and I was up in the I was in the churn of where I was and where I want to be. And it did feel like a churn in there at the Mm -hmm. beginning. Um, But you're right. At some point, you have to let that go or you're only going to continue to attract exactly what I was trying to get out. I mean, 60,000 thoughts a day is what we have. 60,000 thoughts a day and 90 of those are from the previous day. So you you have to change the negativity to get anywhere. So at first it does. It feels uncomfortable. It feels like you're in a churn. And I felt even worse because it made really obvious the contrast between what I was and what I wanted to be. But I'm so appreciative of that contrast because I kept moving. I kept having, you know, these visualizations and holding on to the feeling and and knowing what feeling I wanted um, because I didn't really recognize joy before that. And so it was a little uncomfortable. I heard something really awesome today when I was listening to a mindset coach and he said that life is the C between B and D. B being birth, D being death, C being choices. So life is the choices between birth and death and con you can't have choices without contrast. And eventually I realized that while I was trying to make this very first change for myself and I slowed down. I allowed, I accepted, I surrendered, and I said, and I just believed it was going to happen. And then it did happen. One day I didn't have to, I didn't have to just visualize it. I didn't have to just practice the feeling and meditation. One day I was that mom and I was like, oh, okay. I opened the door. I'm good. I hugged him. I'm happy. I feel it. What else can I do now? What kind of mom can I be now? And I just kept moving. It's so important that aspect of surrender and just leaning into the experiences along the way and knowing that they're all part of learning and growing Mm -hmm. because it can be uncomfortable but knowing that like I mean here we are today and (laughs) what a year ago we were both asking people to do podcasts oh my god that's amazing I, I just yeah talk about a vortex talk about bringing your reality and your uh what you want in manifesting so Mika was going into this educational office where she knew somebody that she thought um and absolutely could have a really successful podcast getting a lot of value out there but it wasn't wasn't working out I was doing the same thing at the same time with someone else that worked in that education office and it just wasn't working out. And then a year and a half later, I'm temporarily again back in the ER through my (laughs) office job somehow. And a year and a half later, after I left the ER, I'm back in the ER and Jessica comes up. We came back at the same time. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. (laughs) 
I didn't know we'd come back in there at the same time. That is amazing. And, and then, she comes up to me and says, you know, what do you think about doing a podcast? And I was like, heck yeah. I've been wanting to do this for a while. <laughs> Which I didn't expect. I Honestly, I think I was thinking, oh, I'm just going to ask, maybe. And then you said yes, and I immediately knew, like, oh, we just manifested this. I could feel it. I could feel yeah. it click in. I was like, this is it. This is what I've been looking for. Those spirit sparks. And you guys, when you get those goosebumps, those good feelings, when you're talking with somebody or something comes up that just aligns with you, recognize that too. Mm -hmm. That, those hairs on your arms and your back stand up in a good, good way, joy and excitement. That is a positive vibration. Yeah. Remember that because that's, it's good to start recognizing those things. Yeah, it's so important you keep saying that because it, it just it starts with being aware of what you're feeling. And so many of us are disconnected from that. And about the awareness, this is the hardest part, is that what we don't realize is that a lot of this manifesting that we're doing is coming from our subconscious. And so one of in Richard Richard Aubin's work the science of manifestation, he writes about manifestation seems to fail for most people because the law of attraction only works for your subconscious beliefs, not your conscious thoughts. In other words, you can't manifest something by thinking it to yourself over and over. You must truly believe it deep down. Mm -hmm. Aubin goes in to discuss the main obstacles stopping us from turning our conscious thoughts into subconscious beliefs is the doorman, the rational feelings of doubt, fear, anxiety, the ones that are the thoughts that aren't true, those irrational thoughts and fears. And that's why we keep saying like, you got to work on recognizing that pattern, that fear, that anxiety, that frustration, and recognizing the emotions, and then getting yourself back into alignment. So when you're having that moment, let it rain. I love this one. Another one from my hypnotherapist, I got a shout out, recognize the emotion, allow it, investigate it and just see it with Mm non-judgment that's so important non-judgment not taking things personally so important i was listening to another podcast the other day and it had this woman who was wondering about the law of attraction and they were talking about the negative things that we see in our life or the things that don't make us feel so good why would i choose to attract that why would I choose to attract something that doesn't make me feel good? And let's be honest, we all get a little confused about that when we're first learning about mm-hmm. this. So for this particular woman, her issue was spit. <laughs> she was asking, why am I attracting seeing people spit everywhere? So this was apparently her biggest pet peeve, but made even worse because she just happened to turn her head and see somebody spit all the time, all day, every day. So her question is, what in the world is going on with me? Or what in the world is going on with the universe that this is what it says I'm attracting? Why am I attracting people who spit? And so the motivational speaker, they said, well, what does someone spitting mean to you? And think about that. So if you have something happening in your life and you, it produces bad feelings in yourself and you're like, of course, I wouldn't attract this, think about it. So for this woman, seeing someone spit represented disrespect to her. So, and she did have a very, very strong feeling every single day about how it was wrong that everyone disrespected each other. She felt disrespected every day by the people around her. 
And this image, this symbolism, because our subconscious speaks to us in, in symbols. symbols and emotions, this symbol and emotion was representing what she was attracting to herself, mm-hmm. disrespect. So in order to stop that attraction, she has to stop that process and get into another one. Okay, well, heal, heal your thoughts on disrespect. Mm-hmm. create healthy boundaries, change the way you're looking at it. And that's how you change what the universe is bringing to you. And I just, I found it so fascinating that it was spitting. Yeah. <laughs> Something but, as simple as that. Right. And that meant disrespect for her yeah. and just, and it, and she was resistant to drill into that. Of course, yeah. who wouldn't be? No, this is nothing deeper. This is just me having a problem with spit. It's disgusting. Well, that wasn't actually her problem. It was that she felt so disrespected, like everything else in her life made her feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you that traveled way deeper into a childhood wound or somewhere oh, yeah. where she wasn't. And we hold on to that. And Most that's where of- I go back into that programming, that subconscious belief and how it's drilled into us and we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And that becomes what we attract. So we think it over and over again. It becomes an emotional addiction cycle. And then keeping in mind that this is a choice we can change. We yeah. can attract better, good feeling things by practicing manifestation, by practicing law of attraction, by using all of these tools to heal the wounds in ourselves, by using our emotions as signals for growth. So part of law of attraction, the really, really big part is visualization. The human brain doesn't know the difference between something you vividly imagine and something that's real. Have you ever had an intense dream that wakes you up, your heart is beating out of your chest and you have trouble breathing? That's because the mind doesn't know the difference. Researchers will have a subject look at a dog that comes into a laboratory to see which parts of their brain light up. Then they will take the dog out and tell the subjects to visualize or imagine a dog coming back into the laboratory. They observed that the same parts of the subject's brain lights up when using the imagination. So the brain doesn't know the difference. And a study that I really, really enjoy, a study at the University of Chicago took three groups of people and put them on a basketball court to see how many points they would score shooting free throws. Afterward, they gave group A, B, and C different instructions. Group A was told to practice shooting free throws for one hour per day for 30 days. Group B was told to practice every day for one hour, except they were told to stay away from the basketball court and avoid touching the ball. They should only visualize themselves successfully making the free throws. So I'm going to say that again. One was on the court using their muscles. The other was not on a court, only using their brain, using their imagination. And group C was told not to practice at all. They should not touch or even think about basketball. Researchers followed up 30 days later and group A had improved 24% as expected because practice makes progress. Group C did not make any progress, again, as expected, because no practice is no progress. But group B, they improved 23%. They didn't even touch the ball. They just imagined it one hour a day. And they improved 23%, which is evidence that our mind is incredibly powerful. Didn't even touch the ball. Didn't even touch the ball. That like, And this isn't the only study. There's so yeah. many, so many. It's That's so crazy. And so beautiful to think that we have that power Mm -hmm. and it can go one of both ways right yeah but absolutely but I I mean that's why I did like the vision board workshop so you can get into that space and 
see it and meditate on it and feel it. And another good technique is taking like a good song or tune or something that makes you, or even a good smell, bringing all your senses into it. Joe Dispenza does a good one where he brings in like the kaleidoscope and then you bring in your favorite song, a feel good song for you. Can Mm -hmm. any of you guys think of one that comes to your mind when you say like a feel good song? I gotta feel it. Okay, maybe not that one. Or maybe you don't want to hear me sing it. I get that too. My husband, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I love you. Um, But you put on that good song and you start to focus on the things that you want, where you want to be in your career, what you want for your family, that new home, that new car. And you put that good feeling with it and that amplifies it. That sends that energy out there, that vibration out there into the universe and like attracts like and you bring it back to you. And it's just so cool to see that. But like I said, on the contrast, there's also the negativity. And I, I, I don't even know. I don't know if I should bring this one up. Probably not. But I didn't do it. Uh, the subject of the vid mm-hmm. okay so news social media the media puts out this fear this constant fear the numbers the, these are the people that are dying you're gonna like amplifies the stress oh, yeah. in everybody and what does stress do to the immune system Anybody who's in healthcare knows that stress and fear and anxiety is going to reduce your immune system. And shrink your brain. And shrink your brain. Mm -hmm. And here we are being, like we said, the mind is a powerful thing and our thoughts create our reality. So if we sit here and we're constantly being fed that we're going to die, Mm -hmm. we're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die. And here are the numbers. Look at the numbers. Your fear is going to go up. Your immune system is going to go down. Of course, you're going to get sick as Mm -hmm. shit when you get it. But I'm going to tell you, I was lucky enough because I am that rebel. I am am that go against the grain person that we were, we kind of went about life as normal and we didn't let it affect us. And again, my kids weren't in uh, school at the time. They're in daycare and daycare still had to be open. So it didn't affect me the same way, but we still went on our vacations and to be perfectly honest with you the vacations were better because there were less people out there so we were you know able to get out and explore the parks and do all the things that we wanted with less crowding but we didn't let it bring us down and we didn't let it affect us and Mm -hmm. that was huge yeah and I have no doubt as we go on about after this you'll find that you guys went through this a much healthier way than someone like my family did who really gave into the fear and we didn't leave our house for like a year and a half two years and we are struggling with the negative impacts in our life because of that. Sorry. I really am. I, it, mm-hmm. it frustrates me because I've seen how it has impacted so many and challenged so many. And mm-hmm. I just recently had a patient who was a successful nurse anesthetist who is now riddled with fear and anxiety and was under a Baker Act twice mm-hmm. in one week. And she doesn't, she, she's failure to thrive. She doesn't yeah. even want to go out in that's the world a, anymore. That's an example of 90% of your 60,000 thoughts from the previous day, just repeating themselves yeah. over and over and over again. And I appreciate the contrast that I went through. And I can do that a lot now. I can do that with my father's abuse, with his murder. Mm-hmm. I can do that with COVID. I can do that with all the things I witnessed as a paramedic that just broke me and injured me. And I can appreciate that contrast because if not for all those things, I wouldn't have known that I wanted to be different. I wouldn't have been curious enough to 
look into law of attraction, manifestation, all these tools that I can use to bring a better mindset to myself. And I would not be sitting here talking to you, just having talked to, you know, people that want to support us, talking to all these people that want to support us if I had not had that contrast also. Yeah. So it's crazy how life works out like that. And that's where, again, talking about the surrender and yeah. just understanding that things come into our life for a reason and if one of one of the things that I tell people all the time is isn't it funny how if we don't choose to make that decision or change that thing how the universe will do it for us Mm -hmm. they will create a it will create a problem or an instance where we have to grow I mean absolutely you, you all you always have that choice but making that choice to change and grow because you have to go through that pain and discomfort to get through to the other side and learn that lesson and then grow from it and just come out better. Absolutely. And here I was, I've been practicing practicing for just a couple years now. And even at work, I've talked about that pretty openly, how um, the difficulties and the communication, but you know, I really try to put everything into practice at work for first. So work has been pretty good. It hasn't been to like a negative suck in my life, right? However, recently I have not been on the good side of the stick. So I recognize now, and that's because of something that happened yesterday. So I've been going to work and I've been um, wanting some change. So I've been really advocating for that change, but I was advocating from a place of lack. And I see that now since yes, since this conversation with a friend, um, because I'm like, well, I want this and it's not here. So I'm going to fight for it, fight for it. And then like things started coming up at work that made me uncomfortable situations. And I'm like, oh no, why am I feeling uncomfortable again? I, I thought I'd mastered this. I thought it was okay. And I absolutely could have gone down the dark road and been like, oh, this shit sucks. And mm-hmm. just kept following that. But instead, I've learned now that, okay, that feeling doesn't feel good, Jessica. So what is it about you that's bringing this? And as I'm having these thoughts, my very good friend um, sitting across from me, my colleague, she goes, Jessica, I want to tell you something. And I'm like, oh, oh God, what, what is this? I'm like, okay, well, what's up? She goes, I think you're taking things too personally. Now, um, this is a very intimate setting, right? It takes a lot for someone to say that to you, especially mm-hmm. a friend. Like, it takes some courage. And that's not how my body responded at first. I didn't respond with the awareness that it took a lot from her and a lot of love from her. Mm-hmm. I I got hot. I got flushed. My heart started racing. And I wanted to come back with, girl, you don't know what I've done. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know how much I'm trying to work to change things and work to, to have a voice. Instead, I knew that feeling wasn't correct. And I know that now because of these practices. I was mm-hmm. able to recognize what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And even though I was having this very real feeling, I knew that it doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. So I sat. I sat and I surrendered to the conversation. And I looked her in the eye and I heard what she was saying. And I realized that this person loves me and they realize I'm not being who I want to be. And she's giving me this little nudge. And I was like, thank you, universe. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mirna. Thank you, universe. Thank you for taking this moment to tell me that I'm not, for the universe to show me that I'm not being who I want to be. You know? Yeah. So... I spent the rest of the time happy because I'm like, oh, yeah, it's easy because I was able to click back over into yeah. that thing that I've been practicing for so long. I was able to stop that behavior mm-hmm. and flip back over all because the universe through my friend um, brought this to my awareness. And instead of putting the blame on somebody else, 
I looked at myself. I was like, okay, well, what's going on with me? Mm-hmm. And I realized that I was taking, she was right. I was again judging and taking things too personally. That's awesome. I mean, you know, it, it really is just yeah. how, how that worked out and how you were able to take what you've practiced and yeah. turn it around. When just prior to that, I was attracting negative events because of how I was being. Right. And then yeah. with that, what have we attracted in the last like oh week? My, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Like, please, please tell them what happened to us today, how we were able to attract. Of course. <laughs> so first of all, I want to say like the whole thing with Julie Ryan, us posting that podcast last week, she put it up on her story. She put it up on her Instagram. She has over 55 million followers and listeners. So that was freaking cool. So I was like, how fucking awesome is that? Like, (laughs) how awesome is that? And then I'm on, I'm, you know, back in my SECU area, getting ready for the day. Everybody's tearing up my sandwiches because sandwiches are currency back there. And I realized like, shit, I'm about to run out of sandwiches. And that is life back here. Like, (laughs) that's what I got, them turkey sandwiches and them Gatorades. So... (laughs) I get on Volt, and girls and boys and ladies and gentlemen, I never get on Volt. I'm, like, really bad with my communication. <laughs> Jessica can tell you yes. she's on Volt all the time. All the time. It's my whole job, and Mika's never on, ever. Never <laughs> logged in. So I get on to Volt, the dietary. Hey, send me some sandwiches. SOS down here. Girl needs some sandwiches. And I have a message from somebody, and it is our wellness coordinator at the hospital, and she's like, hey, is this Mika from the Good Vibe Nurse? And I'm like, yes, it is. How good did that feel? It was so cool. I was like, did Jessica reach out to you? Because the last week I was like, yeah, Jessica, if you have time, reach out to her and see if she wants to pass out some of our support group flyers. And she's like, no, actually, the nurse practitioner, the psych nurse practitioner had ran into you in SECU and she shared your podcast with me. And I listened to the whole thing over the weekend and she was totally into it. And she's like, how can I support you? How can I support your podcast? How can I support your support group and get the word out there? So we had a meeting this morning with her and I can't tell you, like if I could just give you a visualization (laughs) of like the energy radiating from our room right now because of how exciting and how happy that we are just everything kind of falling into place it's like if it wasn't a podcast recording i would cry with happy tears right now (laughs) it's like a beam of sunshine rays in here we're it's it's been really cool just to see things unfold the way that they have yes and they even you know and one of the things mika and i are wanting to do which you could give us feedback on we're really we're right now we're creating curriculum for workshops um, for nurses and um, for law of attraction and visualization. And that might even be something that they're willing to support us on. And that's massive for us. Yeah. And let us know. You guys want vision board workshops? Do you want magic wand workshops? Do you want goal setting workshops? Do you want the good vibe nurse? Um, just give us some info. Give us some feedback. Absolutely. And it's just, Mika, I just, I love our stories and I love how we use this um, to come from those dark places to here we are having this good unexpected expected thing like we mm-hmm. I I'll be honest We've I've been, been meditating yeah. like three times a day on the feeling like holding on to that feeling about how it fe- about how it feel to spread um, this knowledge more and be of more service and of more value and have it resonate with more people and change their lives for the better and. To have the universe rise up and meet me when just two and a half years ago I was crying in a bathroom about 
how fucked up I was. I mean, that's massive for me. Yeah, this is really cool. And this is just a great example of how it doesn't happen overnight. You can't at like you can't say I want a Lamborghini and here it is. That's not how it works. Mm -hmm. What we're talking about is feeling into the process, seeing things for what they are, and doing some work on it, recognizing your emotions and your feelings, using them as a barometer to see where you're at, getting in alignment, and putting it out there. We put this out here over a year ago and maybe a year and a half ago, and here we are doing it. Where the dream that we dreamt a year ago is in practice now. Like, how cool is that? So... That's what we talk about when we talk about the law of attraction. And I have no doubt in my mind that the retreat center is to come and the workshops are to come and that we move this into different hospitals and that the awareness and gets bigger and bigger. Yep. We are thinking it. We're believing it. We're taking inspired action and we are achieving it. And that is the law of attraction. And I... Would love for you guys to try this. Be curious. I know we're not getting into like the little gritty detail and teaching you about how it is, but that's not what this podcast is about. We want to show you the feeling it's produced in our life. And so we want to have conversations about it so you can be curious about what it can do for you. Definitely. But if you want something more detailed about the mm-hmm. process, I can't even believe I forgot about the secret. Oh. Look into the documentary. It's also a book um, by Rhonda Byron. Um, written in 2006, The Secret discusses how a person's mindset has a direct effect on their life. In the novel, she asserts the law of attraction is a force that is responsible for manifestations of our beliefs. Check it out. They go into the details of it. There's a lot of great visualizations so that you can see it for yourself and understand how it works a little bit more than yeah. you know we do. So great. And you know, just, just remember, if what you take away from this, let it be that our thoughts and our words, they matter because they create our feelings. And I just want to share one quick study. Um, Dr. Emoto is a Japanese scientist who revolutionized the world by showing that the words we say can have a powerful effect. He exposed a positive or negative phrase to the water. So for instance, like I was doing in that bathroom, you're a shitty mom or you're a great mom. When the phrase was positive, the water crystals were aesthetically pleasing, just like a beautiful snowflake. But if the phrase was negative, the water crystals were in disconnected and disfigured molecular forms. And what are human beings made of? We're 70% water. So again, our thoughts and our words, they're so important. They affect us and they create our feelings. And our feelings in turn completely dictate our vibrational frequency. And so again, back to that, feelings of the stick you know there's the side of the stick of that the side of that thought that's lack and there's the side that's abundance and even though you may be feeling 80 percent of the day that you're in that lack get that other 15 percent or even just one percent into that feeling of abundance and practice it and practice it and have consistency until you recognize the feeling you can follow that feeling in your daily life and i promise you your life will change We appreciate you guys so much. We couldn't do this without you. You guys are amazing. And when I say fans, I mean fucking amazing nurses, fucking amazing techs, fucking amazing law enforcement officers, all of you. You're amazing. I feel like we're pretty amazing. This is awesome. (laughs) I'm pretty excited that this has turned out the way it did. And I am looking forward to the future of the podcast, of our workshops, of our support group. 
that mm-hmm. we're putting out there. I'm really grateful for you too, Mika. Yeah. <laughs> so grateful. Thank you. See you next time. Start that manifestation process. Thanks everybody for listening to The Good Vibe Nurse. We're so grateful for your love and support, wrapping you in love and light. Until next time, we out, fans.